0: The world could be hard, cruel, and ugly Trust me, it gets worse if your hunger and thirst Doesn't push you from position, last place to first Can't build a foundation without having feet in the dirt So I put in the work, grind harder than most I don't chase accolades of the living, I'm facing the ghosts That's what makes me the goat. Depending on who you ask, my brother, whatever task Got it covered like a mask, guarantee they can't see me at the open run Cause I cook competitors until they look well done Don't act like you don't know where I held from I had to climb up out the trenches, sit on benches, throw my time and come Don't be mad at the player, be mad at the game Sneak this and the hate and that's a flag on the play. Me falling off, huh, that'll be the day I'm like Bolt in the race, leave the track, flan bay, it's the okay. Open run okay. now listening to the sounds of the Open Run with Will Strickland, where the lecture is conducted from the mic into the speaker in conversation with my brother, the man formerly known as the head honcho, the compadre, the homie of Below the Hardwood, my man, Ryan Antonio Henry. What's up, Ryan? I'm doing good, man. Good. Just, as you say, trying to maintain. How are you? Daily daily operations, sir. Daily operation as we go into the 2022-2023, 2022-2023, NBA season preview for the Western Conference because they said go Western men. And here we are, the Western Conference champion, the NBA champion, the Iranian defending champion, Golden State Warriors, led by one Wardell Stephen Curry II. Look like they're retooling for running it back and winning another championship. What would that mean to the legacy of Steph Curry in the pantheon of greatness. A lot of people say he's not in the top 10. You know, they have not they ranked at number, what, five in the ESPN voting, I think at number eight in the Bleacher Report, which I keep—I don't know why I keep talking about Bleacher Report, but whatever. And he wins his fifth championship. And I know I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, but just talking out loud, I would say, When's the fifth championship in nine years? Does that elevate him? Does that elevate him to top ten all-time status?
1: I, I know a lot of people don't want to 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 do it just because for some reason they have the vendetta against the 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 golden boy, the short dude, the not physical like he who shan't be named, like he doesn't fit that prototype of. The MJs, the this, that, but he does it in his own way. And he's done it five times in in nine years, like you said. So well, yeah, he like I got him. If he wins, if he
0: wins, he's hadn't done it if before. he wins. If he wins. But,
1: but his numbers match up with a lot of these guys. And he's not been like the the second option, the third option, the fourth option. You know, he's been the number one guy on all of these teams. And he's been able to do it. So, for me. So who,
0: who does he knock out of the top 10, though? I mean, if you yeah. are. Let's, let's, say, let's say the conversation. No, no particular order. Unless it depends on who's saying it. So, if you had, like, the hashtag at number one. I like to rank guys whether they're still playing. Yeah. Or you had Michael Jeffrey Jordan at number one. Just say, like, let's name the names. So, you have the hashtag. Jordan. Magic Kareem Wilt Russell Bird Duncan Shaq. Does he replace an Akeen or a Kobe, depending upon who you have in that list? Does he who does he Dirk? I don't think Dirk's in that top ten pantheon. Dirk
1: Dirk's in between ten and fifteen
0: for me. Um, okay, you know you have right. guys like Kevin Durant who's on the outside looking in of that. You you you've yeah. already kicked out Dr. J. You've already kicked out Jerry West. You've already kicked out Oscar Robertson. So who gets kicked out? Is it Shaq? Is it Kobe? Is did you it- say Bird? Bird was at seven. Like I named, at seven. Guy, I named I named Like I didn't really give an order, but I did give an order. You know, like I had. I feel I, like hashtag, hashtag Jordan. Um, Magic Kareem, um, Wilt, Russell, Bird, um, Duncan, and somewhere between Shaq and Kobe or Shaq and someone else. I'm looking at
1: Shaq. Like maybe I'm a team. At, you know what? I, if Shaq is in people's top 10, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Shaq out because Ooh. But, but here, here, here's, here, here's the reason why, though. Shaq has openly admitted that he did not try his hardest in some points of his career, which, which and even he shorted himself
0: what he is. Three yeah, times Finals Like he shorted
1: himself. He, he he basically said, "I could have had a better career." He's always on camera saying, "I could be this, I could be this," but he wasn't because he didn't want to do it. And Kobe called him out for it. Said, "This guy never wanted to work. This guy never wanted to do this." And he could have been probably the greatest, one of the greatest. I, I would have had him in my top three, but even with himself. even with
0: everything he allegedly shorted himself, with, he's still top ten?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so how great he was. With Steph, he he ain't shorting nothing. He's still getting rings. He's still he he got MVPs. He's the greatest three point shooter of all time. Greatest shooter of all time be by by far because he's still going. And I the think he can still play time, for another period. Yeah, it's not even about four the numbers. Five. It's not
0: even about the numbers. This man changed the oh, geometry of the court. Yeah, he changed Gravity the geometry of the game and how people play the game. Yeah, he changed that. Yeah. that's important to note. So, so
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Shaq, but I gotta, I gotta kick you out.
0: So, <laughs> wait, you, I needed, I needed to hear or see your ten.
1: It's hard, but it's pretty much most of the the people you got there. So I'll go MJ real quick, uh, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson. This is not in order, by the way. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Larry, LeBron, or he who shan't be named, uh, Chamberlain, uh, Duncan. And then at that point, this is where it kind of gets hairy. Uh, I guess you got to put Hakeem. You got to put Hakeem, and then Shaq goes out, and it's Steph.
0: Wow,
1: wow. I yeah. can't
0: wait to hear the blowback on this joint. Yeah, but yeah. he's in the pantheon if he wins that. But they look like they're geared up for that. And he's the one – it's funny. We talked about Trey Young being a quiet leader. Steph's that quiet leader for them. We know who's the most boisterous guy on the team, you know, is the leader of that team, a different type of leader. And I've always argued – it's not even an argument – no Draymond Jamal Green Sr. No NBA championship to the Warriors. None. None. You have to find a guy who's willing to do what the next guy won't. He's that guy. And he was a national player of the year in college. He found his role. He found his niche. He said, look, we have all these shooters in here. I know I'm not a shooter. I'm a tweener in the NBA. Six or seven guy who can't shoot, too small to rebound and be a dominant rebounder. But if we change the geometry of the game. And Mark Jackson started off with it. And, say, and put him in that position to be the one who fed those shooters, to use his diverse skill set and say, okay. And then, the, the, you know, playing defense was like, this is how I'm going to stay on the court. So Draymond Green is his last season in the Bay Area this year.
1: He, punch, he, he punched
0: his way. Out.
1: Forget about the punch. No, no, no. Forget about
0: the punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were going to pay
1: pools. No, no,
0: Forget about the pain. Forget about pain. When you have a born on date on your milk and it's outlived this usefulness, you throw it out. Sure. There are certain stable things like Steph is going to be there forever. Clay Alexander Thompson forever. With Draymond Steve. Green is the wild card. And even though, like I said, he's the most important piece of that team, because without him, there's no wins. The greatest player is Steph. But they don't win any championships without Draymond, period. No. Bob Myers all but signed, all but told him when he didn't re up him in the um, beginning of the season, you've outlived your usefulness. The punch, I'm sorry, the punch stamped the ticket. And as evidenced by what you just said, in the past, what, 40 hours? Less than that? They signed off on a quarter billion dollars to two other players whose names were not Draymond Jamal Green Sr. Would you like to share that with the audience, sir?
1: Yeah, you you got the guy who was sporting the, the sore eye. At least, you know, I don't think he had a, really had a sore eye. I think people just added mm-hmm. that to his picture. But Poole got 140, uh, four years Mm -hmm. And literally, as of like 15 minutes ago, uh, on uh, we'll give you the date here, the 15th of October, Andrew Wiggins is now 109 million dollars richer over four years.
0: So, you know, the team that's going to pay the highest luxury and repeater tax in the history of the league, over 500 million dollars by 2025. Yeah, and they can afford it clearly, but if that gets some championships. The residual, like, they're like, okay, what's $500 million to like a couple billion? The valuation of their team changes dramatically. And with teams being sold in the NBA because of the transgressions of coaches and owners or governors or how they want to be considered, something to think about. You know, any team that gets Victor with immediately their valuation goes up $500 million the minute he steps off the plane. Think That's about it so we have the warriors were a worldwide phenomenon and they can basically retool i said earlier their second unit wiseman pool patrick baldwin jr who didn't really play a lot moses moody jonathan kaminga who they felt like okay maybe he can be a younger more athletic draymond their second unit could start for a lot of teams in the nba easy the second yeah. year, and that's how they retool and keep this 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 thing, this dynasty. Four times in eight years is a dynasty. Keep it going in, in, in the Bay, right? But Draymond's out of there, and we can talk about the punch ad nauseum. That relationship will never be the same because we saw the tape. Like they talk about the Steve Kerr, um, Michael Jordan fight. We never saw the tape, so Steve Kerr can survive that. It's almost like Rick Ross being found out to be a CEO and talking about how many drugs he sold with Noriega, but he was the CEO in prison. He survived that. Draymond cannot Vince survive. Vince
1: he cannot Vince survive and What? Nobody saw the Vince tape either, so. <clears throat> you
0: see what I'm saying? If you don't see it, <laughs> it's just rumors. It's just like, you know, one of those urban legends and lore that goes down, but that we yep. saw and that Jordan Poole, like, his relationship with Draymond Green will never be the same. Where's Nikola Mirchich um, right now? Oh, he left the whole NBA yeah. because of what Bobby Portis did to him. Yeah, he, more, and he was a very heard, good player. <laughs> listen, I heard Bobby Portis gave, he didn't give him two pieces of biscuit. He even, the 10 piece snack box. Like yeah. that's a big, you got nuggets, you got little 10, you got whatever you needed. Bobby Portis was lumping them up. We never saw it though. So it didn't change Bobby Portis' trajectory. Kicked him out of Chicago to a better place. 20 minutes away by a flight to Milwaukee, where he won a championship and was a key contributor to that team. He'll never have to pay and for a it in Milwaukee ever, yeah. ever again.
1: Yeah.
0: but we're not talking about the East. We're talking about what happened. Is in that injury with everything that's going on with the better second unit? James Wiseman stay uninjured? You know, Steph being in the Pantheon if they win another one, you know, Wiggins getting his money, Draymond not getting his money, not being there. Does any of this stuff derail a culture? Because that's what was broken. The the trust of the culture is what Draymond broke.
1: For me, no. Um, And the reason why is because now with all this money being handed out, um, Draymond needs to do damage control. So he needs to stay in line because some team is going to need to – like, he's going to need to be like, yo, I can be a team guy. I can be what? a team player. He's going to need to
0: show Draymond is a team somebody. player. That's the funny part. That's the funny part. Draymond is a team player. But he's but volatile. He believes, but he also believes he's above reproach because of the championships. And that makes him yeah. dangerous. So, and, and, I can, and I feel like he's he going to need to show that I can be,
1: you know, obviously the, 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 the media and the hype sites are showing the stupid clip of them uh, doing a high five after a, a great setup and a play, but right. like he's going to need to show the the league that okay, I can put this behind me because this is the second time now he's you saying did this he's with saying, KD, he, yeah, he's KD saying he KD can do it. You did it with pool now, so I feel like he's going to need to do a lot of damage control this season and show that he can.
0: He can't. He, can he can't. He can't. No. The, even his levels of contrition are. Done with caveats, yeah. so he's like he's apologizing, but we're we're just gonna move past it. No, social media keeps stuff in in the mix for a long time, and I don't oh, think that's yeah. really a problem. You still Golden State's championship to lose, but this if these distractions in the locker room, if if this if they can't again. Chemistry is the delicate ballet that all the teams who want to win a championship must have. It's very rare you have gross volatility in your lineup with key contributors to your team and win a championship as the 2004 Los Angeles Lakers. It's not beyond the realm of possibility that Golden State falls apart this year, despite their culture. I mean, there's nobody trying to take over from Steph. We know that. So it's not the same thing as Kobe and Shaq, but- Again, that that balance, the old guard are going to try and keep it together. You're going to see Steph and, and Andre Iguodala trying to hold the team together. Clay won't say anything, but the young guys are going to be looking cross-eyed. And the young guys are like, it's our time. We saw Jordan, Jordan Poole eat. We see Andrew Wiggins eating. He's 27 years old, 28 years old. Um, Kaminga, he's going to want to eat. You know, Kevon Looney is one of the veterans in the locker room. I never saw, thought I'd say that. But if they can hold that together, they're going to compete regardless. They're going to overcome a lot of that stuff. Because they have, the championship experience is going to overcome a lot of that stuff. But when it counts the most against a team that won't be shaken mentally by the the history and by the, the tradition of the Golden State Warriors, it's going to be a wrap. It's going to be a wrap.
1: It could show up. In a Western Conference Finals.
0: Can it show can show up it in the Western Conference Semifinals.
1: Yeah. Especially they can up against the somebody team. like Denver.
0: I can see a team like Denver or, or me- Memphis. Memphis is not afraid of Golden State. Let's talk about it. Let's and about since we're here, let's talk about Memphis. Look, yo, yeah. I want all the smoke. I'm showing up on Christmas Day at your house. And to meet Mel Morant, you must trust. But yeah. – we know what we're gonna get from him. We're gonna get an MVP level season from him. We know this. Easy. But the wild cards there are Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson Jr. If they're not in the lineup for at least 75 games, 70, 75 games, no change. I'm not They're gonna need to show up. They they have to be there and they have to be yeah. productive. And Dylan Brooks can be a great value Walmart value or Walmart brand Draymond Green for this team to win. (laughs) It didn't have to be that. Yeah. yeah. That's his personality. I get it, but you don't have to show that in order for you to win because they won without you. Exactly. Think about that. They won without you. So again, you can make the same fate without the championship rings, without the accolade to defensive player of the year, the reputation around league. You don't, you don't have that luxury. But the keys of those that team more than anything else. We know what Josh's gonna do, but having J three and Dylan Brooks be in the mix in a real significant way is the only way they're gonna win anything in the West. Agree or disagree.
1: Uh, I agree. Um, I think the question that you're one we're wondering is
0: what like what's missing, right? Um, yeah, I mean, you got a guy like Desmond Bain who is we, and I said this, rookie, his rookie year, like he was one of the leaders in three-point percentage, and he's, he's expanded his game. When jobbers hurt, he stepped up. Yeah. Um, but they're still missing something. And I don't know what that is. You know, I, I like this case, Sante Aldama, who's coming off the bench for them. I think he's going to give them sh- some shooting they didn't have last year, especially when they see that J3 is out. He's going to give some different lineups to Taylor Jenkins and you know what I said about Jenkins, Taylor Jenkins, correct? How many white people do you know with the last name Jenkins? It's mostly a black name. You hear like, oh, he's yeah, son. I had a cousin named Jenkins, and I'm like, yeah. Who was Master Jenkins? You know Who that what? Last name Jenkins. You know
1: what? For me, I'm I'm kind of keen. I I I didn't even realize that these guys picked up Danny Green. Um, okay, maybe. The veteran presence is is what's missing because you look at that core, right? Ja, Triple J, Brooks, all still relatively young guys who you can say the reason why they lost to Golden State is an inexperience, but maybe adding in a championship three-point shooter. I know he's on his last legs, but Uh, maybe that does help.
0: How many teams have you played on in the past four years?
1: Danny Green. You got the Raptors. You got the Spurs. You got – the lakers
0: the sixers
1: the lakers the sixers so he's well traveled now but right he did give each of those teams you know championship pedigree with you know a a crucial three-pointer every now and then so maybe that addition helps but I, i i do feel like they they're maybe one like i feel like uh they need a dynamic bench score
0: here. off the bench. They need a dynamic score. And maybe that ends up yeah. being a guy like Carmelo, Kayem, Anthony going down there as a free agent, taking a minimum year deal go. and come off the bench okay. and being like a guy who can help galvanize that bench with Tyus um, Jones. You couldn't guard anybody, but it might be yeah. a problem coming off the bench for them. So I can see that. And and when you look, you know, elsewhere in the West and we talk about other teams here on the open run, Will Strickland in conversation, My man, Ryan Antonio Henry, the Denver Nuggets get back some pieces they sorely missed. They sorely missed from two-time MVP, Nikola Jermaine Jokic. Getting back Jamal Murray, who is a proven playoff performer now. There's no question. A murderer in the playoffs. You get back a guy who's ultra-talented and has an opportunity to become one of those breakout players this year. He can stay uninjured. And Michael Porter Jr. That dynamic changes a lot for Denver. Who they don't win this year, and I love Mike Malone. That this is last year in Denver. Oh. It's like if they don't do anything in Denver, this is last year there. I, I believe that. Yeah, you need a new voice at that point. I think it, you this. Need, was, you've gone yeah. through a couple of permuta- permutations. You brought in KCP, Kentavious, Cole, Pope. You traded Monte Morris. You traded. You know, Will Barton, change it up a little bit. But in ways, is that rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic? I don't know. Right? You look at that lineup and you say, Bones Highland is going to make a step. I like Bones. VCU, shout out to my man Brent Scott. But is he the dynamic store that's going to help you off the bench? He's going to be a guy that backs up both, you know, um, Jamal Murray and and, and um, who's it? I forgot who their two guard is now because they trade, it's going to be KCP. So defensively, they're going to be better on the perimeter, KCP, right? But how many legs did he have left, right? What did he do in Washington when he was there? It's Washington. It's like the West, the East Coast Sacramento. Pretty much. That's so foul. Uh, that is so foul. Let me chill. That's, that is so foul, dog. Um, they,
1: they really stacked the plate That's why I feel like, yeah, if he doesn't get it done this year, uh, what can you really say? Uh, Bruce Brown, the guy who was holding down the nets when all that fiasco was happening, Bruce Brown could easily be a six-man, even better than a six-man. I mean, Um,
0: he's going to play that P.J. Tucker role, and that's going to help them too because you're going to need the perimeter defense from Bruce Brown. You're going to need that from um, KCP, and that changes their dynamic because it yeah. allows Jamal Murray, allows Michael Porter Jr., who is allergic to defense, to do what they do on the offensive end. And, of course, the problem for me is they don't have a credible backup center. Like, you go from the two-time MVP to, to DeAndre Jordan? Or, according to their announcer, DeAndre Ayton. <clears throat> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. It's it preseason. We give him a the- If we give him a
1: break, it's preseason.
0: (laughs) It's a culpa couple for the day, right? But I think if they don't improve that backup center position or they they create a death lineup, small ball lineup, that can give Jokic a breather. So you're going to need a four-man who can handle the ball. Michael Porter Jr. does not want that work down in the middle of the lane. So who's that guy on that roster that you say – yeah, he could play like a Paul Millsap, small center type role when Paul Millsap was in Denver. Uncle, Uncle Jeff Green? Jeff Green is going to uh, – yeah, I think Jeff would do that, but I don't think from a most effective standpoint, he's not a part of that death lineup. You need someone who has no. a versatility, like almost like a joker light in a way, if you could say that. And there are very few people on the planet. Aaron Gordon, yeah, Aaron Gordon's not that guy. But Aaron Gordon but Aaron Gordon has the dog in him to be able to do that. And I think if Aaron Gordon's that guy, yeah, he's going to be key to what they do as well as Bruce Brown. But I like Deborah a lot. I just don't like yeah. DeAndre Jordan there. I really don't. No, he's nothing no. With DeAndre Jordan, He's a nice enough guy. He just doesn't lend anything uh, to the team to me.
1: Uh, I'm, I might hand him an award in a future future show that <laughs> you may be familiar with. So I'll we'll save that yes. for you.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and at the top of the list, in the top four in the West, the Los Angeles Clippers. NBA champion or NBA finals bound. Have we ever said that about the Clippers? One of the most morbid um, franchises in NBA history? Well, they have easily the most diverse roster in the league. You have a bunch of wing players between 6'7", and 6'9", 6'10", who can do multiple things. You can throw all kinds of – and a quality coach in Ty Lue, you can do a lot of things, right? Of course, the key is quiet Anthony Leonard. He's 31 years old, coming off another injury. I know medicine is different these days. But it's not the first time he's been injured like this. They made it to the Western Conference Finals without him. Is he the thing, much like they did in Toronto, that pushes this team over the top? Yes or no?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm big on the Clippers. Um, I think people are really forgetting. It's like a they've been a sleeping giant with Kawhi out for like the last two years. Like if this man comes back healthy, we already seen the pictures that he's already kind of bulky. Um, He's looking mad, mad, mad strong. People forget that Kawhi was a top for me. Kawhi was a top three player in the league before these injuries started happening. He was often said to be challenging. He who shan't be named for best player in the league for, you know, a couple of years. So if he returns back to that form at, any point. Plus, you now talk about the resurrection of of John Wall, who in preseason is looking pretty pretty damn good. I think the Clippers could, could easily be in the Western Conference Finals,
0: and that's a uh, and on paper they look know. incredible. Yeah, Terrence yeah. Man. Now, what does that say for Terrence Man and his development and his growth? Amir Boston or Amir Coffee, rather. I'm sorry, Brandon Boston. Those guys who played a lot when those guys were injured. What does that say for them? Are they going to be like next man up? Are they going to be like pouty on the bench? Like we don't know. And then really the key to everything for me, as great as, you know, the lineup books and they have John Wall and they have, you know, Marcus Morris and all that stuff. And they have Kawhi back. They have Paul George back. Reggie Jackson. If he ends up being marginalized, it changes the dynamic of that team because they needed his heart, his big shot-making, his big shot-taking, and his almost irrational shot-taking. You know, like, he's like one of those yeah. irrational guys sometimes, but he believes in yeah. himself so much. Does John Wall take away from that? Do they play them in the backcourt together in certain lineups? I think tyler is going to figure that out, but Reggie has to feel a part of this thing. He, he can't feel on the outside looking in, or well, that could tear apart. Anything that happens, and again, you're gonna need Terrence Mann. You're gonna need Nicola um, um, uh, Nico Batum to play a role. You have Robert Covington. You have damn. They got uh, um, Norman Powell. They have so many people. Luke they Kinnard. have. To feed. They have to feed uh, who? Luke Kennard. They have to feed Still a bunch on of that people. Contract. They have to yeah. feed a bunch of people, and it's gonna be up to Tyloo to figure out how you take, you know. Um, some some fish and a couple of breads, uh, loaves of bread, and feed a whole village.
1: Hey, and this is easily. Out. I think this By team way. is better than. I think this team is better than the. Uh, uh, I guess the the Chris Paul Blake Griffin DeAndre 100%. Jordan. One
0: hundred percent. But again, it's going to matter how those minutes get divvied up, and who's going to play what. I'm dead serious. I think. Tyloo is smart enough to know you play those young guys early in the season to get them ready for the playoffs in the event that an injury happens. So you're going to ease and yeah. back into the lineup. You're going to ease Paul George into the lineup. You're going to ease John Wall into the lineup. You won't see them play heavy minutes like heavy, heavy minutes until around Christmas. They're going to play Christmas. They're going to ease up a little bit in January. February, they're going to do their thing. And going into March and having some momentum going into April in the playoffs. That's what I see as someone who has yeah. a little sense of this game. It makes sense for what they have and what they've gone through with injuries and everything else. You can't prevent those injuries. What you can do is plan for how you prepare those other players in the event that injuries happen, right? And not to say they won't they get got those do. players. They, they got have those the players. players. They've,
1: yeah, I trust
0: they've improved Powell, Covington to fill in and Marcus Morris to fill in for those guys because they believe in them. Terrence, and man, a, yeah. yeah. Like they, they have the experience now, and that's going to be a dangerous, yeah. dangerous team in the West. So, you know, as much as we talk about the ascent of uh, Memphis and the, like, recalibration in Denver, you cannot dismiss what is yep. on the roster on paper in Los Angeles, and we're not talking about the Lakers. Mm, Seriously. Ain't that funny <laughs> This might well, be it. In the mix. We have a couple teams in the mix that we need to look at who are on the outside, just looking in from that top four. The big trades yes. of the summer, people talk about it's a blockbuster trade. I look at Rudy Gobert as a blockbuster trade. If you're talking about blockbusters, you're talking about his contract. I get, okay, cool. But this is not Ralph Hampton and, and and Akeem Olajuwon in the middle. Rudy Gobert is a multiple-time defensive player of the year, but he's a liability on offense. And in the True. playoffs, a liability on defense. Ask Terrence Mann what he did to him. Ask the team to beat the Utah Jazz in the playoffs every year. Who's the guy they expose and bring him out in the perimeter or take him off the court because he can't guard someone when they go to small lineup? Rudy Gobert. So you're bring him into a team that already has the deficient bank man defensively in the world's greatest big man shooter, allegedly, by his account, Carl Anthony Towns. And I'm not gonna say nothing. Bring those guys in. To me, actually, stunts the growth of one, a one since day one, Anthony Edwards, because it's caused the floor to me in a way that makes it difficult for him to to do what he does the best.
1: I I like I like the move because I feel it. They add to each other, right? Like they don't. They I don't feel like they're going to take away from each other. Towns defense, you know, questionable. Uh, go bear on offense. We know that's questionable, so you kind of have a okay. I got the offensive end, you just do your job on defense.
0: That's gonna kind of mesh, that's gonna work. So, I get what they're trying to do. All that riddle, though, you can't it can't be two separate things. There has to be something that works in synergy. Like, you can't just say, okay, yeah. go bear, you don't have to do anything on offense, they need him to be a threat, or you're playing five on four, and the same thing on the uh-huh. defensive end. Carl Anthony Towns, who's going to be running around trying to guard smaller players in the perimeter and get in foul trouble, and you have to depend on Rudy Gobert, it's going to be a problem.
1: I, I, I do want to say I always felt Utah did not use that man well. And I would watch the Utah-Dallas game, for instance, and just be like, why isn't he getting the lob to the net? You guys have it right there, but they're not doing it. So maybe, you know, we do see a new Rudy with
0: this team you know you know why you didn't see that when your man when your man put his hands all over the mic in the pandemic and gave all the the, basically stopped the league what was the, the the condition of that locker room they they made it seem like everything was great but the issues with the two top players yeah made it difficult for utah even with the best record in the league two years ago and this year having still a stellar record didn't help them they broke it up they Fire sale, get everybody out here. They all got to go. So, True. Minnesota, Chris Finch is up to you to figure out how to put all that together. And I don't know if you can, but I know that that badass man, Willie Green, can do his thing down there in New Orleans. I'm excited about this team. I'm excited about this team. It's not because of Zion. I liked them before that. I like Herbert Jones. I like Jose Alvarado. I like. Jonas Christ Superstar, Jonas Valanciunas. And you know what I'm mad about? I didn't mention this earlier. I said this, I'm like, for years, I've been calling Stephen Adams, Stone Cold Stephen Adams. But he's now a Memphis Grizzly, and I'm now his name is Stone Cold Grizzly Adams. If you remember, there was a show in the 70s called Grizzly Adams. And I'm like, why didn't that fit? Anyway, I'm old, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, this New Orleans team, legitimate, how they fit, am with Keith Williamson into that lineup with Brandon Ingram, with Herbert Jones. I like Najee Um Marshall. I like Troy Murphy the third, who I said in the preseason show was going to lead the rookies in three-point percentage. And what did he do? Lead the rookies in three-point percentage. And in the playoffs, showed and proved it. I like what they've done, Trajan Langdon and Dave Griffin in the front office. I like that the the one kid for the G-League Ignite from Australia is who to me is. Going to be better than Ben Simmons. You haven't even I mentioned
1: Stefan Urkel's twin.
0: Who you talking about? You're talking about uh, CJ. Uh, Christian James McCollum. I'm not even mm-hmm. there yet. I like the youth mm-hmm. of that team. I'm talking about Dyson Daniels mm-hmm. from the G League from Australia. Well, I think it's going to yeah. be a key contributor to that team. And now that they paid those guys, Jose Alvarado, that Herbert Jones is one of those guys, he won the SEC player of the year two years in a row and the defensive player of the year and, and he couldn't score in college, but his defense his length. He's like Scotty Barnes without all the tools, but he can play basketball. I love this team. I love they have a a, a guy who comes and creates the culture and CJ McCollum. And it's going to be matter. It's going to really matter how Brandon Ingram takes to what Zion brings to the table. I
1: think you pretty much covered it. Like These guys, they didn't even have their technical best player with them all season. Um, The catalyst for this change, CJ, I feel is a perfect dude you want to have next to your young star player. Because he's not CJ's not out there for clout. He's not out there to take a whole lot of shots. He's never been the guy that wants to be the number one guy. He's just there to win. His mentality is great for a Mm -hmm. guy like Zion so that he can actually take him under his wing in a way and say, Mm -hmm. no, this is what you got to do. This is where you got to be. This is how you need to take over the game. I feel like he's going to be that guy in Zion's head. I feel like he's already done it. It started out a little murky when he first came there. I think the, the news reports of, oh, you haven't even talked to the dude yet. Well, mm. we found out that that was just kind of like, you know, it was just talk. It was just crap. And Zion saw for himself. He got, to, he got a front row seat all season to see, okay, so this is what CJ's doing. These guys are winning without me. I'm going to mm. have to buy into this. I'm going to have to become a part of this if I want to actually have a place in this league. Because – you know, Zion's kind of entering territory right now where you haven't really played.
0: Has he played 82 games yet? 82 games is first to these seasons. 82.
1: So I think he needs to really buy into this current team and become the star that, that he was essentially appointed to be. And I feel like CJ's the perfect guy to do that with.
0: Well, again, with all that, like I said, they have a, a like a bench that I was talking about, like Golden State's bench. These young guys who have contributed in the playoffs now have a taste of that, but also bought into what their roles really are in that team. And I think Willie Green, who comes out of Golden State, you know, the coaching, the way that he manages the bench and his team, they're going to be a problem. And they could, I don't think it's a plant anyone in the top four, but they're going to be a problem in the playoffs, yeah. period. Know that. Know that for sure. I guess we have to talk about Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, <laughs> we have to. Yeah. We're really talking about Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly. Part of one, Russell Westbrook. Like, everybody is in a huddle except Russ. You know, I was talking to the coaches. Oh, they doctored that tape. My guy. Like, it's, the it's not look, look. <laughs> it's the internet. <laughs> gotta go, gotta go. Gotta go, gotta go. Like, unless it's it the internet? What? No, nah, man, look. Russell Westbrook has to be a professional. Yeah. He might not like what's going on there, and he might feel like he's getting all the blame. That comes with the territory, dog. You'd be able to take the flyers and the darts. But when you saw in the bubble how much disrespect they showed to a former MVP, they stood 20 feet off of Russ and said, shoot, if, you, if you're going to beat us by shooting, you deserve to win. And I think he's never been the same since. I don't care what he did in, in, in Washington, getting them to the playoffs or any of that other stuff. He was broken by the bubble, which sounds crazy. And now he's playing with the guys who broke him. Think about that. Yeah. yeah. And so in, in looking at it, Russell Westbrook has to decide, okay, I'm going to be the leader of the second unit. I'm going to go out and do what Russell Westbrook does with that second unit and lead them. And then maybe in key situations I play with the starters again, Russell Westbrook's not the first former MVP to come off the bench Ask Bob McAdoo won championships in LA ask. Well, I'm talking about like short star players too. Like who else is another MVP that came off the bench or Derek Rose comes off the bench, but he hasn't won anything. Right. But I'm talking about like guys who came off the bench and won championships. Um, in different places, you know, uh, um, I'm working hard to find one, and I can't figure it out right now, but I know Bob McAdoo for sure, 1975 MVP of the league, came into Los Angeles and was a key contributor. Russell Westbrook can do the same thing if he buys into it. And I think Patrick Beverly is the, the right guy to start at the point for them, which sounds crazy for me to say, because as much as I don't like Patrick Beverly as a player, the facts are the facts. He's been to the playoffs every single year. He's a, he affects – he's the disruptor in the way that, for the most part, is a positive disruption. He went to Minnesota. Yeah. He went to Minnesota. They made the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. You can't take that away from him. A part of that was how he yeah. brought an attitude and a culture to that. He tried to bring that to L.A. Everybody's trying that to be a little – That cool Yeah. Because they're playing with A.D. and the hashtag and all this other stuff. And it's about playing the game. You don't get paid because you wear Lakers on the front of your jersey and your name on the back. You get paid based on your performance. And those guys are like, yeah, you know, Taylor Hawk. I'm not going to blame these young guys. They just got caught up yeah. in the lights. But that's why Austin Reeves is going to be a key contributor to them. But if Anthony Davis could play 70 games this year, they're back where they were. I mean, you, you take a guy who. Basically led the league in scoring last year at 37 years old, about to turn 38. He's going to come out and average 25, 26 points a night anyway. Yep. Eight rebounds, eight assists. He's the metronome. Those are his numbers for his whole career. We know we're getting with that guy, but how does it all mesh together? How are these younger guys? Are they going to make another trade? Do they actually move Russell Westbrook in a three-way trade to get Buddy healed and Miles um, Turner, so the AD doesn't have to play the center because he doesn't want to play the center. But they're most effective when he's playing in the middle. He can't take that pounding, and he knows it.
1: Yeah, but- it's, it's 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 a mess. It's a mess, and he's not helping himself with these little instances uh, with the huddles and all that stuff. Um, I think his time there ends probably
0: sometime uh, before the before season the ends. Yeah, uh, I mean, just, they just gave Rob Plink an extension on his contract. Should have done that before the season started, so they can have some chemistry right now, and they wouldn't have to worry about this kind of stuff. Should that have happened before?
1: the The thing is, I don't think they, they had a hard time finding a suitor, right? And and at that time, I think his trade value was kind of you know,
0: forty seven million dollars and expiring contract is always something that's valuable to people number yeah. numbers high. Numbers high, but he's still expiring. Yeah, right. Makes him a movable asset. Well, clear, clearly not. But you can always move into one of those teams that's not going to make the playoffs at all. And last but not least, a team that might not make the playoffs this year. <laughs> I was <about> to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't the, know if the, that's happening. <laughs> the Western Conference finalists, Dallas Mavericks, sounds. Jalen Bronson, led by Luca Lamar. That's for two hours. Doncic. <laughs> that's his middle name. You didn't know. <laughs> I told you all these guys—they don't have middle names, so I give them middle names. You know this, but yeah, 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 I mean, we know what Luca is, and I think he has a different motivation. His shoes are trash, though. I have to tell you that his shoes are trash, my guy.
1: You know, I think when you're a fan, you just you're okay with it. And for me, I, I'm not, like, really a shoe guy. I just kind of go out and buy my favorites. So he he, he is one of them. So I, I I got him. I got him. I got him.
0: I mean, I get it. You know, I'm not knocking it. It's just like most of the Jordan brands, I shouldn't say that. I'm, I'm looking for sponsorship. Let me chill out. They don't really. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me chill out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it uh, yeah. Um, with, with the Mavs. The funny thing is, everyone's, you know, was Mavs Twitter and, and just everybody in general is all they lost Brunson. They're, they're back to, to, to nothing again. But no, I'm, I'm still pretty, pretty solid. And on don't this team, don't be a fan. Don't be
0: a fan, though. Be an analyst right now. I, right? I will be an analyst, but what do they here, have? Here's like, the thing. you think like drop off from Luka to the rest of that roster?
1: So, so here's why I feel like they're, they're better than they were last year. Um, and I'm sorry, it's kind of kind of trashing my fellow Canadian, but the Mavs did not have a center that could stay on the floor all all playoff long. Uh right. Dwight got played off almost every single playoff series beyond the first round. So when you get JaVale McGee, who's a three time champion, I might add, yes,
0: right. um a a, a quality tall,
1: backup who Can play defense, who can run the floor, catch lobs, things that Luca needs in a center. Yeah, I think that helps. You get Christian Wood, who's trying to find his place in this league, who is a quality talent and at any given night could be a 25 and 10 guy if used in the right way. You're now you're getting up with,
0: you're with a whole lot of, of stats. I, like I am, I am. A whole lot of stats. I don't think I don't see 25-10 consistently from. Christian Wood. That's not well. Not career. not not
1: on this team. Not on this team. Not with Luka, on Luca. But I think if he was used in the right way in Houston, it could have been. I think he could have been a, a, a twenty ten guy. A twenty ten guy.
0: Yeah, the keys the and didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. He, but born but, man. But my
1: point is, Dallas basically got the needs that they've been like dying for. We haven't had a big in a center. Um, since Tyson Chandler, that could do both defense and offense, and I think Luke is going to love to have these guys in there. Um, aside from aside from those two, um, the the loss of Jalen Brunson, yes, it's going to suck. But I think people are forgetting that we didn't also were missing um, Tim Hardaway
0: Jr., which that's every that's every year. At what point yeah. do you ch- close the chapter on Tim Hardaway Jr. Only got, I mean, you need worrying. Um, Finney Smith, he Luka's going to make sure he stays because you need a yeah. dog in your lineup. But yeah, you need uh, there needed to be more changes to me that lineup. And maybe again, there's a destination for a quality um score off the bench for them to to, to kind of give them some more punch when Luka goes out the game and Spencer Dinwiddie. This is your life, and I don't know if it's in the playoffs this year, sir. That's just me being honest. You know, I have them in the mix right now in that top eight. Uh, I'm going to put my sleeper team up there right now. It's going to make you mad. It's going to make you mad. The Sacramento Kings. I can't believe I said that, but I did. I'm a big Keegan Murray Murray fan. I am. I'm a big Davion Mitchell fan. I feel like De'Aaron Fox is reinvigorated with the idea that Sean Holmes is going to be serviceable enough in the middle that Harrison, the black Falcon Barnes is going to play enough of a role to help Keegan Murray transition into the NBA and Davion Mitchell starting now because they got rid of Tyrese Halliburton. He's going to have an opportunity to show why he was the leader in Baylor and led them to a national championship a couple of years ago. I like what they have there it takes uh, Fox off the ball and lets him just go wild with his speed. And shooting, he's going to shoot more, so his volume is going to go up, and that's going to change their dynamic. But so I like what they have as far as a team that can disrupt. They're going to be in the hunt, if not in the playoffs, a hunt for a a, a playing game. And I think they're going to be my sleeper team um, in the West this year. Who's your sleeper team, sir? I, I don't,
1: I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I feel like the sleeper team has to make the playoffs, though. No. It could be. Wait, you just you just talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking that question. Oh, I I feel like the Knicks could win a play in. I don't know if Sacramento's winning a play in.
0: I feel like the, the the Sacramento Kings can make a play in, depending upon who they're playing. I mean, they're not gonna win it. Well, okay. you know what? Let me not say that because depending upon who's ninth and tenth. Like, who would be ninth? And we just named the top eight teams. Who would be the ninth though, if you think about it? If Sacramento is nine, If the rust situation continues,
1: then I could see Sacramento versus L.A. No,
0: nah, the Lakers are not going to be a bottom. They're not going to be. I guarantee you they're going to be anywhere be between a five day. and a seven seed this year. I can guarantee that.
1: Okay. Then, then you would have, again, Minnesota or New Orleans. Like, the, the teams we just talked about.
0: I think Minnesota ends up getting like falling off a little bit because they're going to miss Patrick Beverly, and I think the Rudy Gobert thing stunts the growth of Anthony Edwards, and they drop off a little bit. Okay,
1: so yeah, maybe they—they they, I, I just don't see it, but I—I I don't hate it. I don't
0: hate it. Oh, like, you're probably going to hate mine. I know that people are looking for this Minnesota-Sacramento playing game, but whatever.
1: <laughs> um, for my West sleeper team. I gotta go with the guy that has is again not giving up on on his team or his city. Um, yeah, it, it, it's Portland, uh, and it's simply just because I, I. It's not that they've reloaded in any way, but I feel with a healthy Dame, um, hope, hopefully Nurka can stay healthy, and the couple of additions that they do that they did make, you got obviously Gary Payton. Um, a junior, Second. who or Gary Payton II, not a bad not a bad guy to uh, to add to your team defensively. The rising star in Anthony Sim- Simons, Shaden Sharp,
0: rookie. I, I feel like there's some potential there to sneak Brent, some wins you. away. you, he realized he wasn't the number one, and they bounced him out of Detroit and they sent him to Portland. He's not a number one. He <laughs> knew that should have played this position. He could have been in LA. They could have had Jeremy Grant and Joe Harris two years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine that with your team.
1: But I just feel they got they got a lot of young talent and a, and they're kind of getting back in the right direction. Obviously, some trades would would help that situation, but a lot to
0: see them flourish. And I'm mad at Damian Lillard who stayed there and tried to pretend like. See, here, here's, he. He has a cover of a team with no expectations. So he got all this money. You're going to make like $50 million soon, a year. And they're going to say, oh, he was loyal. Yeah, but he did that. It wasn't even about loyalty. He knew that he can get away with it because there's no expectation for them to make the playoffs at all. So you can say, oh, yeah, he's loyal. But look at this roster, dog. That's yeah. like a song. And I like Dame That yeah. He's hiding behind the guys of, I stuck it out. No, dog. You stay because you knew they're going to give you pay. And where else would you go to go to re-up 50, 60 million dollars a year? Nowhere. You think about generational wealth. I'm not mad at that. Is he a top 75 all-time player? Marginally. Probably. I don't know if he is. Back. That's me. Yeah. But, yeah. okay, they named him to the list. So, he's good with where he's sitting, but I'm for everyone holding on to this, this ill notion that somehow there's some loyalty in sports business, stop playing yourself. It does not happen. But your rising star, the guy who's going to break out this year in the West, who is your pick?
1: Uh, I, I just like the comeback stories, you know. Um, I don't know if he's a breakout player, but John Wall.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay, you know what? I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. The resurrection, the resurrection of Jonathan Hildred Wall Jr. could be something that you know you could write a story on it. There's a narrative there, but I'm going down to Houston. I always like pick from those guys that like they're on the cusp of breakouts, but they're playing on bad teams. Jalen Green is about to be a problem in the NBA. Jalen Green is about to be a problem in the NBA. Let me say it again. Shout out to my man Alper Sengun, who's going to be the quiet breakout dude. Watch, he's going to be like he has a game very similar to Nikola Jokic in that. And when I say that, is no disrespect to Nikola Jokic, who was a forty-six pick in the draft of his year, his draft season. But Sengun can pass, can dribble, can shoot, can post you up with your Euro basket. NVP at 19 years old. By the time he learned how to play NBA basketball, when he turned 23, 24, you were like, "Damn, will said about Alp Sengun from Turkey. He was going to be nice." And look at him. Yeah, remember I said. Yeah. Yeah. No, remember. I, I, I don't have. And and, and and as we do each and every week, do remember, don't get beat off the dribble, do what's popular with the population. I keep listening to the podcast for basketball life i want it is the open run with will strickland Shouts out to my man ryan antonio henry on the help out each and every week appreciate you so much my guy and rich kid my mellow my man do what you do when you do it easy